Hello, everybody. This is Father Michael. Praise the Lord. Hope you're having a kickoff, a good day kicking off here. And uh, I just want to reflect with you a little bit on the scripture readings today. Um, Today we have in our scriptures, Paul speaking to the community, the Corinthian community. And in the right off the bat, this is in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 1 to 8. And right off the bat, Paul hears, he's basically uh, rebuking and um, he's disciplining this community of Corinth because they're getting used to sin. They're they're becoming complacent. They're becoming uh, apathetic. Uh, They're becoming very much... uh, coexisting with with sin and sometimes i think we read scripture right and then we get uh we can get this bad idea in our head that we're never good enough we're always man and every time i read scripture it seems like they're harping on something right they're harping on this they're harping on that the lord's always talking about the need for this the need for that um conversion transformation but if we're hearing it in a negative way then we need to repent of that even because that's not God's heart. Sometimes when we read scripture, we hear a homily or a, a sermon or some teaching. We hear it with the wrong set of ears. We're not listening with Christian ears. We're listening with uh, the ears of this world. And I think it's important for us to maybe just, it's a subtlety, but it's something to, to be aware of, right? So I want you to listen <coughs> to the scriptures with a sense of celebration and joy like God is excited to help us he's not like do this or else Um, God wants to to meet us where we are and carry us from where we are to where he desires us to be because God ultimately knows what's going to lead us to happiness and holiness and really life to the full right and so Paul right off the bat he's like it's widely reported Paul says that there's immorality among you, immorality of all kind of of a kind found not among pagans. And he's really letting them have it here in Corinth. It's kind of like a, a parent that really cares about their kids or someone that's really upset because they see the damage that's being done to their spouse or family or friends. And so God is a God of uh, uh, passion. God is zealous for his house. God is jealous for you. And he wants you to know how much he loves you. So he says here, you know, he's talking about, he says, you're inflated with pride. He goes here, there's a man living with his father's wife. He goes, should you not be sorrowful? Um, And he's like, he's pronouncing judgment on this deed um, of this man. But he then says something that I think can surprise a lot of us. He says, he goes, with the power of the Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that the spirit may be, that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. What's he saying there? I mean, he's saying, it's kind of like when you tell your kids, don't touch the burner, don't touch the burner, you know, keep your hands away from the, the, uh, the outlets, the socket, the plug. And they do it anyhow. And they get shocked. Well, this is kind of what God's saying through Paul here. He's like, at times in our lives, God will leave us to our sin because he wants us to experience what we're actually choosing. He wants us to know that what we're choosing is not 
of him and that he wants us to grow in a holy hatred for our sin. And if we look down a little below that in this scripture, this is again Corinthians 1 Corinthians 5, 1 to 8. And by the way, read the Bible. If you haven't read the Bible, get your Bible open and start reading scripture. I use um, Truth and Life um, Bible app. It's an app where you can download and listen to the audio. There's something to say about letting the word of God wash over your mind and heart throughout the day. And this is where, again, it takes real choice making um, real decision making um, because I mean even as a priest I myself you know I'm busy I don't think I have time to do this or that I don't have time to pray my rosary right now I don't have time to read the scripture and really we have to be creative right we can't just give in to I don't have time if that's how we lived our whole lives we're going to miss life so we have to make time we have to be creative you know, when you're in the car, like I'm doing this podcast right now in my truck. I have a funeral in a few minutes. I'm just doing this because I feel like God wants you to hear this. He wants you to, to, to be sharpened in your skill of discernment. God wants you to, to hear his voice, to know you're such a beloved son, beloved daughter of his. So he says here, getting back to the scripture, he says, clear out the old yeast. He says, do you not know that a little yeast leavens the whole dough? Clear out the old that you may become a fresh batch of dough. He's again using this imagery. Like Jesus uses the, the new wineskins, the old wineskins. Well, Paul here is talking about it in a way of using a little bit of yeast. Um, and he's talking about if we start getting comfortable with little sins in our lives, if we get comfortable with cussing or cursing, if we get comfortable with complaining or gossiping, when we get comfortable with our sin, whatever it is, it's not good. Because he says a little bit of yeast, meaning a little bit of sin that we get used to, will affect the whole dough. That'll affect your whole body, your whole mind, your whole spirit, your whole soul. You become negative, right? It's toxic. It's poisonous. <laughs> and so we might not even be aware of sins we've gotten used to. And this is why without the Holy Spirit... You and I are in big trouble because the Holy Spirit welcomes. When we welcome the Holy Spirit, he will convict us and show us areas where we are being um, immoral, where we're not living according to God as he made us to live. So where, where are some ways in your life that you might have gotten used to those areas of sin? Maybe ways of thinking, ways of speaking, ways of acting. I always think, you know, in my thoughts, in my words, in my deeds. Always trying to think about that. And just a little exercise to encourage you throughout the day is try to pay attention to your thoughts today. As you go through your day, listen to your thoughts. What are you thinking throughout this day? Like what's going on in your mind? Like, And the Bible says, hold every thought captive, Right? We hold every thought captive, meaning we, we don't just let thoughts stream through our head. I mean, you can't control the first thought, but you can, once you have that first thought, you can grab it and hold it captive before the Lord. And then you ask the Lord, Lord, is this thought a life-giving thought? Is this thought going to bring death into my life? Is this thought going to lead me to sin? Or is this thought going to lead me to holiness and heaven and happiness? Because, <coughs> excuse me, you can't really separate heaven from happiness 
You can't really separate heaven from earth. If you do, then you become a materialist. That is someone whose philosophy of life is totally enraptured in the material world. And then you aren't living in reality, really, because reality is is the invisible and the visible world, the immaterial, spiritual realm, and the physical realm. So where are you right now? You know, you might be working, you might be at lunch, you might be at breakfast, you might be getting ready for bed, you might be at your home, you might be at work, wherever you're listening to this, I want you to hear this very clearly. God has a mission for you, God has called you, and he's going to equip and empower you to live out that mission. And you might think you're not doing so good of a job or whatever. Don't let, th see right there, that's a discouraging thought. Do not let the enemy rob you of what God wants to do with you right now. God can make up, excuse me, God can make up uh, 20, 30 years of what we've messed up. He can make it up right now. So <clears throat> my point is, is don't give in to the enemy's temptations and I want you to to trust in Jesus and I I want to just read with you I was reading a, a little passage from this Jesus calling today um, and it talks about um, let's see here he says I'm always available to you isn't that powerful once you've trusted me as your savior I never distance myself from you so are you going to believe that right now your God's with you right now as you're listening. Sometimes you feel distant from me. Recognize that's a feeling, he says. Don't confuse it with reality. So we let our feelings often dictate reality. Your feelings, <coughs> excuse me, your feelings are like little children. They need to be guided. You can't let your feelings guide you, okay? Recognize your feelings. Don't confuse it with reality. The Bible is full of my promises to be with you always. I assured Jacob when he was journeying away from home into the unknown places, I'm with you and will watch over you wherever you go. After my re resurrection, I made this promise to my followers. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Let these assurances of my presence, continual presence, fill you with joy and peace. No matter what you may lose in this life, you can never lose your relationship with me. Okay, though the mountains may fall. This is Isaiah 54. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, the unfailing love of the Lord will not be shaken, nor his covenant of peace be removed. Praise God. <clears throat> I'm with you always, he says. I'm watching over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I've done all that I promised for you. Okay, go make disciples of all nations, right? Matthew 28, go make disciples of all nations. Surely I'm with you always till the very end of the age. Now, it's easy to think, well, God's with me when I'm feeling good. But when I'm not feeling good, God isn't with me. And we get discouraged. And then we start entertaining these thoughts the enemy plants in our head. So the mind, right? Our mind is so powerful. And as he says, just a little bit of yeast leavens all the dough. Same thing he's saying is a little thought that comes in, if we give it permission to take root, can ruin your whole day. That is, when I say ruin, I mean rob you of the life God wants you. Remember, Scripture says the devil's a liar, a thief, and a murderer. He wants to kill your day. He wants to rob you of the joy. He wants to steal your hope. Are we going to let Satan rob us? 
Are we going to let other people and their difficulties rob us? No. Nobody has power to take my joy and peace from me except me. I and my free will let that happen. We need to renounce and repent. I repent, Lord, of letting anyone or anything rob me of the peace and joy you purchased for me on the cross. I accept you, Jesus. I renew my commitment to you right here, right now. And doesn't that feel powerful? Do that right now. I, Lord, I renew my commitment to you right here, right now. I'm going to live right now. I'm going to put on the armor of God. I'm going through this day in a spirit of worship and praise. And by the way, you know, <coughs> I always listen to Christian music um, in my truck. I'm always listening to the Lord's worship and praise because fill your mind with holy worship and praise. Music that's going to lift you up and build you up, not pull you down but lift you up to the heavens okay um and so again may god bless you and fill you i hope this helps you to grow um, in who you are as a beloved son and daughter and may god bless you father son and holy spirit amen